Hi there, and welcome to Proverbs 31 Wannabe, where we discuss biblical womanhood in our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mom of two, I'm always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. Today, we continue our deep dive into the fruit of the Spirit, and we are going to be looking at goodness. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, this one was kind of a tricky one for me. Because I feel like the word goodness is such an ambiguous word in the English language. So this was quite a challenge for me to figure out what does it mean to be good and how God is good and how we can emulate God's goodness because of the word good being so flippantly used in everyday life. But I was able to gleam some knowledge from scripture and I hope to share it with you guys today. So buckle on up and let's dive on into what it means to have goodness in your heart from the spirit. Okay, so what does it even mean, goodness? I feel like that's such a common word in our vocabulary that the true biblical meaning of goodness can get overlooked when you're looking in scripture. Um, So according to my study Bible, um, goodness is showing generosity to others. And I feel like there's so many ways that we see that throughout the Bible. Um, So the first thing I want to really look at is how does God show his goodness? How is God good? And the first thing that I noticed when diving into scripture and looking at the big picture is that he can show us his goodness because he shows loving kindness to his faithful people. And the passage of scripture that really popped into my mind that demonstrates how he shows loving kindness and faithfulness is in the book of Psalms and it's chapter 31 verses 16 through 24 and I want to read this out loud to you guys so starting at verse 16 make your face shine upon your servant save me in your loving kindness Let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I call on you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be silent in Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speaks insolently and arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. How great is your goodness. Listen to this, verse 19. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you which you have prepared for those who take refuge in you before the sons of man. and the secret place of your presence, you hide them from the plots and conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown his marvelous favor and loving kindness to me in a besieged city. As for me, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. O love of the Lord, all you is his godly ones. The Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the arrogant. 
Be strong and let your hearts take courage, all you who wait for and confidently expect in the Lord. You see, this patches in scripture is so amazing because it shows us how he, the Lord, gives generosity and goodness to those who love him because he protects those and looks out for the people who are faithful to God. You see, Psalm 31 was written by David at a time where he was hiding from people who wanted to hurt him. But instead of freaking out and trying to rely on himself, David remembers everything that God will do. And he remembers that God will not abandon him, even though he is afraid and even though he's scared he remembers that the our god is a generous god who will always provide for our needs and i feel like that is so important for us to remember as moms as women in this world where it seems like we can find things to temporarily satisfy our needs but They don't last forever. The only thing that does last forever is God's loving kindness to his people. And he answers our needs for us too. Another passage of scripture that really amplifies and shows us how God is good. And and I, I want it to show Old Testament and New Testament. So now we're looking in the New Testament in the Gospel of Mark. And it's chapter 10 verses 18 and 19. So flip with me to that, if you will. And this scripture tells us, Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And you see, this scripture is really important. And it's during the um, when he was talking to a rich young ruler. And Jesus is making this point. Only God is inherently good. And this young man was asking him... Why are you, you know, you're so good. So Jesus was saying basically only God is good. And he was making a point about showing that Jesus is the son of God. My uh, study note says the reply is a claim to deity, which Jesus asks the young ruler to recognize. You see, we as believers are supposed to be able to recognize Jesus' deity and his goodness, and that he is only good because he is God. And I felt like this was just really important for us to point out in scripture. And this is something that we can use when telling others about Jesus um, to show people who don't know Jesus or don't believe in Jesus that Jesus is good and he is full of generosity and love. And we can also see how throughout passages of scripture, how our God is generous throughout the entirety of scripture. And there are countless examples 
in this from Old Testament to New. And I'm not going to read them all out loud to you because we just don't have the time. But I do want to point out when you're looking through the Old Testament, we can see God's goodness through the covenants that God made with uh, Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, with Noah, with Moses. How we talked about before in a previous episode, how God didn't abandon Adam and Eve after they committed their sin. And he clothed them. And he watched out for them, even though they chose sin over him. And we see it over and over again. God is a generous God with his covenant of Abraham to make his descendants as numerous as the stars. With Noah, when God, even though he flooded the earth in his generosity and in his love, he promised Noah he would never flood the earth again. With Moses, how he reminded Moses, you only have to be still. The Lord will fight for you. I will fight for you. And he led through Moses. God led his people out of slavery into the wilderness. And even after they were led out from slavery and the people wavered in their faith, God in his goodness and love and mercy still provided his commands, still provided his Love provided the Israelites food and water and led them to the promised land even after they doubted God because our God has a generous heart and loves us. Another way we see this in scripture is through, and this is some place where people might not see it as obvious, but when you look, even though the Israelite people, his people, they didn't trust in the Lord, our God was a generous God by giving the Israelites strong leaders. Strong leaders like the judges, like Deborah, like Samson, like Gideon. Then giving them a king. They gave, God gave the Israelites David. And even though David wasn't perfect, David loved the Lord. And God blessed the people with Solomon with wisdom. And even though Solomon made mistakes and ended up dividing the kingdom because he disobeyed God, our gracious God still had a plan for his people and did not desert his people. And even though the Israelites turned their backs on God, God still had a plan for them. And even though he was sad that they chose not to listen and obey him. He still had a plan in place so that even when they were carried off into exile, the Lord had people in place in mind so that they can be redeemed. And God was so generous that he also gave prophets in the world, as we see throughout the Old Testament. And Use these men and some women to have the voice of God 
B said to the people, even when they weren't wanting to hear it. That is how generous and loving our God is. And his generosity and love was so big that he sent his son, Jesus. And we see this so eloquently stated in John 3.16. And this is, there's a reason why this verse in the Bible is one of the most quoted and the most well-known verses in the Bible because it displays and magnifies the beauty of God's just goodness and God's generous heart. So if you don't know it, John 3.16 tells us this. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whoever believes and trusts in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I love the next verse as well. For God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. What a generous God we have that even though we've messed up, even though we have been sinning since Adam and Eve and that our hearts can be hardened so easily time and time again, our generous father sent his son. Wow. I don't know about you, but that just makes me want to be so much more intentional about thanking God for his goodness in my prayer life every single day. So we've seen how our God is good. So how can we as fallen, broken, messed up people, how can we emulate God's goodness in this world? Um, This was a hard question for me because it's so easy for myself to get in my own head about how I'm not perfect or how I'm, I'm just one human being and how I'm weak and not good enough. But that's Satan talking. Because when we believe in Jesus and we follow him, we can be imitators of God. I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 for, and it's verses 1 through 20. And this passage in scripture shows us and tells us how we can be imitators of God. So turn, if you don't have your Bible, let's open it up, get it out now and turn to Ephesians chapter five. And I'm going to start on verse one. Therefore, become imitators of God as well beloved children imitate their father, and walk continually in love. That's the first thing we can do. Walk continually in love, just like our father did. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us as an offering and sacrifice to the father God. And he was of sweet fragrance to the Lord. But... Here's the big but, and this is a hard one. Sexual immorality and all impurity or greed must not even be hinted at among you 
as it is proper among saints. Oh my. That just hit too close to home for me. I know sexual impurity was something and immorally immorality is something that this culture as we can see is just rampant from premarital sex which i myself send in um to celebrating pride month to just all the darkness that is in the world when it comes to sexual immorality we as believers need to be the light in that big darkness that is pervasive in our society. That's a lot to ask for, but through God, we can do it. What's next? Verse four, let there be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse, obscene or vulgar joking because such things are not appropriate, but instead speak of your thankfulness to God. For be sure of this, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, for that one is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God the Father. That's another big yikes. That's another big yikes. If I had a quarter for every time that I say something that's inappropriate, I would be a millionaire. I feel like it's so easy nowadays for inappropriate or vulgar things to just come out of our mouths because it's so normalized in our culture. It's on TV, in the movies, on the radio, and it's not something that we think about. As often, but this one of the commandments is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But our society has made it so that it's commonplace. But that's not how we can be imitators of God and imitate his goodness. So whether it's singing a song with cuss words or telling in an inappropriate joke or Lifting up money instead of lifting up God. Those are all things that will keep us from his kingdom. And we as moms and parents and women in our culture, in our society, we need to be the example for our children so that they can see and hear how people who imitate God ought to act like. Let's continue on with verse six. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So do not participate or even associate with them. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth trying to learn what is pleasing to the lord and letting your lifestyles be examples of what is most acceptable to him do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness but instead expose them 
For it is disgraceful to even mention the things that such people practice in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For it is light that makes everything visible. For this reason, he, the Lord says, awake sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. You see, my friends, there is so much darkness in the world. But we are not called to be in the darkness. I love how verse 8 says, we were darkness. We weren't just in the darkness. We were darkness itself. But when we turn our hearts to Jesus, we know that we can be in the light and be children of light. And y'all, I don't know about you, but from where I'm standing, our world needs light, the light of God, now more than ever. And as someone who believes in the Lord and wants to walk in his ways and be like him and be good like our Father, we need to be so much more intentional about our thoughts, about our actions, and about the things that come out of our mouths. Because there are so many negative connotations that people have when they think about Christians. And it's because we have not been good about being imitators of God. So we need to be flipping the narrative and showing up and being the true light so that people can go, oh, you're a Christian? I didn't know Christians were kind to others. I didn't know Christians came out and listened to people who disagree with them without yelling at them or cussing at them or writing mean things about them on social media. We need to be the change in the world so that the world can truly see what it really means to follow Jesus, not what the world thinks it means to follow Jesus. And we see this verses 15 through 20. Verse 15 says, Therefore, see that you walk carefully, carefully, making the very most of your time. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly be guided by him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms and offerings to the Lord, always giving thanks to God our Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So my friends, I love how this ends this passage. We need to be praying for everyone, turning to God, and singing our hearts out to the Lord and giving him thanks. Through and all, by doing all of these things, we can be imitators of God. I thank you so much 
because you are a good, good father. Lord, if it wasn't for your goodness, if it wasn't for your generosity to us sinners, we would be lost. We would not be redeemed. But you loved us so much that you sent your son into the world and he gave his life for us so that we might live. Lord, thank you for this. Lord, help us to be imitators of you so that we can be a light in this world of darkness. Thank you for reminding us today that we can be light to this world and show what it means to be imitators of your goodness. Amen. Thank you for listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you enjoyed the program. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and our new YouTube channel. And check out our website at www.proverbs31wannabe.com. We would love to hear from you, especially in the comments. Please comment on our recent posts and give us a like. I would love to hear from you guys. Be sure to come back next week as we continue our journey through the fruits of the spirit as we discuss faithfulness. Until then, this is Alexis Heeslip, and I hope you all have a fabulous day. God bless.